Successful people do not set goals. They create systems. You're listening to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast, where we firmly believe food should fuel your life, not restrict it. Each week, one of our registered dietitian nutritionists will motivate and educate you with accurate and reliable nutrition information to help you achieve your health goals using food. Whether you struggle with yo-yo dieting, weight loss, portion control, or simply just understanding the right eating patterns to get real, lasting results, you're in the right place. I'm Dietitian Kate, nutrition expert, ex-cardio bunny turned barbell junkie, and your host for today's episode. Are you ready to dive in? Guys, welcome back to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Megan. We are both registered dietitian nutritionists from Nutrition Awareness, our private practice in Orlando. So if you're new here, that's who we be. We're glad you're here. And if you are a previous listener and you've listened to some of our episodes before, or maybe you've worked with one of us one-on-one here in our office or virtually, welcome back. We do have some kind of exciting upcoming news, and that is we might be changing our name. In fact, it's pretty. <laughs> we're pretty sure we're going to change our, my, our name. It's between two things. We got to sort out some, I guess, technical things. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So just be aware if all of a sudden our name changes on your Apple Podcasts or your Spotify, we'll still have our picture on that little image. So it's not like we'll be strangers, but we might be going under a new alias. But all housekeeping aside, Megan. What are we talking about today? What are people going to learn and get from this episode? Well, we thought this was a really good time to discuss this because, of course, it's 2021. And so a lot of times people take the new year as time to set new goals for the entire year. And since we're moving out of the shit that was 2020, we figured we would talk to people about the best way to do that. And one way that we found that works really well with our clients is creating systems versus just setting goals. I remember in dietitian school, everyone always talking about SMART goals, setting SMART goals, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, all the things. And that's all great. But what we've come to learn working with our clients and even setting our own goals is that goals don't mean anything unless you have a system or blueprint in place to actually achieve said goals. And even setting mini goals to reach that big ultimate goal, that's not enough either. You need to actually have a system to execute on day in and day out to assure that you progress forward. So in today's episode, we're going to give you some tips on how to set better goals, and then build on that to create a system that works for you. So if we talk about this in terms of weight loss, I think the most common thing for people to do is decide what their big goal is first. And so they'll say, hey, I want to lose 50 pounds. Mm -hmm. And then they'll work backwards from there. And they'll say, okay, I want to lose 50 pounds by next September. So in order for me to do that, I need to lose 10 pounds by February 15th. Mm -hmm. And so the short-term goal is lose 10 pounds by February 15th. So then if you lose five, if you lose that 10 pounds and you do succeed, well, then it's time to set another goal, Mm -hmm. right? If you don't, 
and then you just say, okay, well, I'm not going to set another goal. It's not really helping you to get to that 50 pound goal because a lot of times you'll either quit and not set another goal if Mm -hmm. you didn't reach that or if you did set that goal and you reached it, maybe you celebrate, maybe you take some time off. The big difference is when you set systems, the systems are what are going to get you to that 10 pound goal, but also continue to get you to that 50 pound goal Mm -hmm. as well. I'll dumb it down a little bit just because I think this is relevant right now. Um, My only goal for January is to not get COVID (laughs) (laughs) because I should be giving birth any time right now (laughs) and I really, really don't want to go into it with COVID because that means my husband won't be able to be there in the room with me. It's really going to complicate things and so that's my goal but my system for getting there is... I'm not going to go out and do things unless I absolutely have to. Mm -hmm. So if I don't have a system for it and I just say, well, I don't want to get COVID, but then I'm just going out and seeing a bunch of people and exposing myself, well, then that's not going to help me get any closer to that goal, if that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense because I think a lot of people can think about goals. I think a lot of people have similar goals, but the difference between people that are more likely to achieve those goals or attain those goals are the people that actually take action Mm -hmm. and know exactly the steps that they need to be taking to get to where they need to be. Because it's really easy to sit here and fantasize about, okay, I don't want to get COVID and (laughs) I want to lose 20, 30, 40 pounds and I want to be healthy, whatever that means to you. But that thought can just poof out of your brain the next time an opportunity to, you know, indulge in something that doesn't really fit with your plan or fit with your goals or go out in public in your case Mm -hmm. and kiss strangers or do whatever you do. (laughs) I don't know your personal life. (laughs) And and if you don't actually think about your plan and you don't actually connect value to your system, it's really easy just to make a snap decision based on that instant gratification, that desire to just do whatever you want. But creating a system really integrates it into your lifestyle. And I also think it kind of becomes part of your identity. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think of a business and you think about how a business operates, they, of course, have goals financially, perhaps uh, outcome-based, but they have systems to make those businesses work. And their systems often tie into their mission, their purpose, and they're in line with how that brand or business identifies. So your system in that losing 50 pounds goal, so maybe one of your systems is packing your lunch four times a week. Mm -hmm. So it's not the sexy part. Mm -hmm. The goal is the sexy part that's really exciting and yay, like I want to meet that, I want to get there. The system is the part that's the day-to-day grind. Mm -hmm. And so it's taking those step backs to those steps back to figure out how am I actually going to get to that 50 pound goal and that packing my lunch four times a week is something that needs to happen forever Mm. whether I am losing that 10 pounds by February 15th or not Mm -hmm. and so a lot of times we talk about how like the number on the scale is it in action Mm -hmm. so a lot of people say like well I want to come see you because I want to lose weight and I want to see this number on the scale but that's not an action we can't just make that number happen but what we can make happen is figuring out how we're going to help you to pack your lunch four days a week. Exactly. Figure out how to do that, too, because I think a lot of times what people do on their own and they feel really good about it is they got that big goal on lock. They know exactly what they want to achieve. They know a few things that they need to start doing in order to achieve that goal. So they know they need to pack their lunch. They know they need to get some movement in, whatever it looks like. But then they never take that extra step, that probably down and dirty part of figuring out, okay, let's look at my life, let's audit my routine, let's audit my current habits, let's figure out what I need to either take away or replace, what steps I need to put into action so that I 
do pack my lunch. So packing a lunch might mean, okay, you have to sit down. Instead of watching Netflix for 30 minutes, you have to sit down and plan what you're gonna eat that week and write a grocery list and either order your groceries or go to the store and then coming home and actually packing it. So there's a lot of little steps involved. And if you don't think those things through, if this is a brand new habit for you, good luck achieving your goals. I mean, that's just facts. You're gonna go back to where you were in the beginning. I think it's also really important, and I I hope that people are understanding this while we say this, is there's still a lot of value in goals. I think I, I, you know, I'm reading about these kinds of things and planning for this podcast and talking to people. We don't want to undermine the importance of goals because you have to have those milestones and you have to have that north star that you're following and to create a system towards. So we don't want to undermine the value of goals. We just want you to take it a few steps further so that you actually can get what you want. Think about it as your goals are your why. Mm. So you have to create a why. You have to know what your destination is and why you're doing it. And then the systems are your how. Mm. So I think this kind of plays into the I know what to do, but I just don't do it mindset that Mm -hmm. a lot of people have. They say, well, if I want to lose 50 pounds, I know I need to eat healthier and I know I need to exercise. I just don't do it. Mm -hmm. First of all, that's a cop out. Second of all, if you haven't been able to do it, then you don't know how to do it. (laughs) So if you haven't been able to consistently execute, what is missing there are the systems that are going to get you to that goal. So it's not the idea in your mind of I need to eat healthier, I need to exercise. It's the actual things that are going to help you to do that on a daily consistent basis. Can I share two client stories that park out of my mind? Okay, one, right off the bat, I have this client, she is exactly what you were describing. She knows what she needs to do, but her work routine is crazy. Like this woman to me is superwoman for how much she does. She is a badass at her job. She is climbing up the ladder. She's a mom. She recently got remarried. So she's got a new husband. She's a great wife. She does all of these things with her family. So she's doing it all. And what she's sacrificed is eating. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't have or she didn't believe she had the time or the capability to eat. <laughs> and, and during the day, she would just go hours and hours and hours from meeting to meeting to meeting. And so we took a big step back and we had to figure out what would work for her. And she was like, okay, I live by my calendar. My Google calendar is everything. Mm-hmm. So the first step in her system was to be able to block out times in her calendar where people couldn't book meetings, they couldn't call her because she was eating breakfast or lunch. And that was that. And then we're like, okay, well, where in your week can we do this? So what she figured out is she loved to go to Pilates on weekends. That was something she was really consistent with. And she would walk to a coffee shop after her Pilates class on Sundays. And we decided what an awesome time to really capitalize and figure out your eating plan for the week. Mm -hmm. So after Pilates, she'd walk to her coffee shop. She'd sit down and get her coffee. So that's really nice. It's enjoyable. Mm -hmm. She would map out on her calendar where she could eat lunch and where she could plug in breakfast. She would make a list of breakfast foods that she was going to buy from the store or her husband. I think he did the grocery shopping. And then she also had a friend who did meal delivery services. And so she would pick out the lunches for the following week on that Sunday. So right there, she got it all done within 20, 30 minutes. And the system has worked for her fabulously. I mean, she now has more time to do the things that she wants and she feels less frazzled. I mean, and it wasn't just the goal of I'm going to eat during the day and set a reminder Mm -hmm. on my phone to eat. It was no, no, no. We're going to implement these changes in a way that's 
congruent to her lifestyle. Which really required an audit of Mm -hmm. what exactly is happening in your life on the day-to-day or Mm -hmm. the week-to-week or the month-to-month, which a lot of people just don't do on their own. A lot Mm -hmm. of people don't do that self-reflection. And I think that's where our profession really comes in because we ask those questions Mm -hmm. and we know that we need to take that audit. Whereas a lot of people just on their own, you're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. So if whether you're working with us or not, that's something I definitely encourage you to do is go through your current day to day, week to week, month to month, and look at those gaps where, where could you improve or where could you implement those systems? Exactly. I think that's the problem. A lot of times if you work with someone who just is going to write out a meal plan for you, Mm -hmm. because I know that there are, you know, fitness and nutrition professionals who can do that. And Mm -hmm. it makes a lot of sense. The advice they're giving you, it makes a lot of sense. But if you take a meal plan and you're like the woman I was just describing, where your day is so crazy and that meal plan requires you to eat six times per day, yeah, in theory, it's wonderful, but it's not realistic. So you have to integrate a system to either make it realistic or alter that eating plan to still work because there's more than one right way to achieve any goal in terms of nutrition. But you have to really think about how to do that. And it's not just, you know, getting a piece of paper with with measurements and, and specific foods. That is so true because in so many instances you can be handed that perfect meal mm-hmm. plan and then you feel like such a failure yeah. because you were unable to implement that perfect mm-hmm. meal plan. But there was no audit of your lifestyle or your time or whether that was actually going to fit mm-hmm. for you. You know what I see a lot? As I see like young like younger fit people, like really buff men or women, giving like 45-year-old moms these things. And they don't understand the lifestyle of a mom who's working and also exercising and also has a social life. And it's not their fault, right? They may have just not have thought about that. But then it makes that mom or that dad feel like a failure, Mm -hmm. just like you were saying, where they're like, why even bother? And so it's not just about what you're eating. It's how you're eating and how you're planning and, and so forth. What was your other client story? So his was a little bit different. In fact, I just met him for our initial consult last night. We talked about, he said the exact words. He said, I know what to do. I just don't do it. (laughs) He used to run Ironmans. He used to run marathons. He was awesome. He's like a stud athlete. He's in his 50s. He's running, doing running club. He's doing boot camps. But his nutrition is just so bad. I mean, it's just, it's just not incongruent with what an athlete would eat. And that's what I told him. I'm like, you identify as an athlete, yes? And he's like, yes. And I was like, okay, you, I also heard you a few times say on this call that you called yourself a fat guy. He kept saying, he's like, I'm a fat guy. I'm the fattest athlete you ever met, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I've heard that one a few times. Here's your problem. You're identifying as a fat guy. So all of your eating systems are Mm -hmm. incongruent with those beliefs about how a fat guy eats. A fat guy goes through PDQ and gets whatever he wants because he's a fat guy. But I'm like, listen to this. You identify as an athlete. You don't miss running club. I mean, he had to hang up the call right when we were done so he could get (laughs) to running club. I'm like, you don't miss boot camp because you believe that that's what an athlete does. They're consistent with their exercise and you follow that. So now you have to change your identity to somebody who prioritizes nutrition. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just having that system, but then identifying and tying part of you to that system, because not only is that going to help you get to your goal, because you will say, okay, here I am. I'm a healthy person. I have beliefs about how a healthy person eats. Therefore, I'm going to follow that belief because that's who I am. And that's going to help you not only get to that goal, but then maintain that goal. Because if you just have that end goal in mind of I'm going to lose 30 pounds and you do a strict cookie cutter diet, fat loss burning program, but you never quite identify with that 
mindset of being a healthy person, once you get to that finish line, I mean, how are you going to keep going? Yeah. So for him, it's taking that step by step of like, instead of going through PDQ and ordering this, what would someone that I believe is an athlete eat or do in this situation and really going through that actual action step and then repeating those actions on a day-to-day basis to equal consistency, which will then lead to him not being the fat guy anymore. Exactly. Exactly. And I think I know that I'm guilty of this in a lot of areas of my life and I have to call myself out where I think about myself in a certain way and I've got beliefs about how that person would act and I that's a great excuse for me to keep doing things I shouldn't or don't really want to be doing in the grand picture of things. Sure, yeah. You know? Yeah, I think another example of this, if it's not hitting home with you and the nutrition and exercise aspect of things, it'd be like, you know, career or business or if you say... I want to make $100,000 this year. Mm -hmm. That's a goal, right? That's not a system. Mm -hmm. How are you going to make $100,000 in a year? Mm -hmm. If right now at your current job, you're only making $50,000 and then you just throw out the goal of I'm going to make $100,000, it's not going to happen. What's your side hustle going to be? How are you going to make that extra $50,000? That's going to be your system. And what what do you need to do on the day-to-day to to sell your product Mm -hmm. or do your thing to get there? And that's the hard part. I think that's yeah. the scary part. <laughs> yeah, that's the And that's the hard why most part. people don't do it. Yep, exactly. And that's why we help people yeah. to do this and kind of explain this process. And a lot of times we don't talk about this to our client. Like we don't tell our clients this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this is what we're doing to your brain yeah. right now. <laughs> like, we don't do that. They just walk out with a set of systems without really knowing yeah. that it's systems versus goals. So we kind of have to like set them up for success without knowing that they're necessarily setting them up for success. We don't waste the time to kind of go through the mindset of this, but I felt like this was something that we should kind of talk to our podcast listeners about. Exposed. (laughs) If we have any clients who are listening right now, they're probably like those (laughs) Jedi masters. They did that to me. (laughs) I think it's a good thing though. And you know, one thing I do tell clients is, you know, they, we talk about, we go through the system planning and I'll always ask like, how do you feel about this? Like be real. Are you feeling confident? Mm -hmm. Are you feeling overwhelmed? If you're feeling overwhelmed, let's take it back here. And, but then I always, you know, depending on where we end up at the end, it's just always that reminder of, hey, remember, this is going to be uncomfortable. Like, it's going to be hard to implement a system because your brain is already doing all of these automatic behaviors. It's so comfortable in the things that you're thinking or things that you're doing, the thoughts that you're thinking. So expect it to be hard. But remember that because you're working towards a hard goal that a lot of people want, it's going to be hard because mm-hmm. big goals, you got to wage more on the table. It's mm-hmm. just facts. So know that it's hard, but that's a great thing because you're doing the stuff that most people don't take the time to do. Yeah. And when you do hard things, then you can do more hard things. Ooh, and you can I, build on that. I love that. We love a good <laughs> challenge here. You and I talk about that a lot. Loving a good challenge. Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like if you don't have challenges in your life, then you're going to just kind of stay exactly where you are. And then mm-hmm. that status quo leads you to just not set any new goals Mm -hmm. and then five years from now you look up and you're like man what did I do with the last five years can I ask you something about that yeah okay so we hear this in social media and I think there's this weird there's it's almost too polar and it shouldn't be polar where you hear that argument that you and I share of you got to always challenge yourself be better you can always be better and then there's other part where it's like love yourself for who you are, accept yourself for where you are, you're perfect, you're perfect, you know, Mm -hmm. don't change. 
And I see, at least in the social media world, people kind of having opposing values and, and, and kind of headbutting. It's one or the other. It's you're one either or the on other. one team or you're on the other team. Yeah. And it's so hard, and it's hard for me even to grasp, like, where in my life do I want to focus on being better and where do I need to accept myself for who I am and love myself for those things? And I don't know if you have any kinds of thoughts about that. I don't think they're mutually exclusive Mm -mm. at all. And I can use myself in an example for any time in my life, but especially now, like, being nine months pregnant... I'm happy with myself, you know, like I'm excited for where I am in life, but I don't want to have an extra 35 pounds on my body for the rest of my life. I'm not beating myself up about it in any way, shape or form, but I do know that that's something that I want to work towards Mm -hmm. eventually. I don't have a, oh my gosh, Megan, you have to get this weight off. You have to go get back to your pre-baby weight and all of that. I'm not putting pressure on myself for that at all. Um, but that doesn't mean that I have to hate myself now mm-hmm. <laughs> because I have that goal. I don't hate myself now. And that also doesn't mean that I can't set myself up for success mm. down the road. Exactly. Um, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I don't think you have to hate yourself to make goals to change. I think that if you see something that you are uncomfortable with or you're experiencing something that you're uncomfortable with or that's not making you happy... Just telling yourself that you need to accept it feels like complacence to Mm. me. And I'm not about that. Mm. And of of course, like, there's going to be a different coach forever that's right for everybody. But I think that for the people that we work with, we work with a lot of high achievers. Mm -hmm. We work with a lot of people who are super motivated. They walk in our door and they're willing to pay money to come and try and improve their lives. Mm -hmm. So those types of people want to set goals they don't want to be told like you're just fine how you are honey like just you know love yourself of course I want you to love yourself and I want you to be confident and that's one of our main goals for everybody is to help increase their confidence but for a lot of people it's not just it's not magic you can't just say well just (laughs) you're not confident now just be confident (laughs) poof that's not really how that works especially if you're in this cycle of unhealthy eating and Mm. beating yourself up every day and low energy levels and poor sleep and attitude issues and anxiety and all of those things kind of playing on each other it's going to be really hard for you to just kind of flip a switch and say oh well now I love myself Mm. Mm -hmm. no let's take a step back and figure out what would actually make you feel good what would actually make you feel like you're taking steps in the right direction to where you want to be Mm. Mm mm-hmm So kind of bouncing off that, and I think I know what you would say is, how does someone improve confidence? When they walk into this office and they're feeling all of these things, they know that they want to be better, Mm -hmm. but they don't feel as capable as they should. Mm -hmm. What's the best way to improve confidence? I always ask people to picture a certain day or picture Mm. yourself doing something. Because a lot of times people don't know. If I say, like, what's the thing that's going to make you feel more confident? And they take a sudden, they're like... I don't know, like, maybe I fit into my old jeans, or, like, that's, like, a really common one, or maybe I can run a mile without stopping, like, those kind of things, which are great to have those, those physical goals in mind, but I also think a lot of times we just kind of push ourselves to have those things that don't really mean a whole lot, so I always tell, tell people to, like, picture a day in your life where, you're super happy and you're super confident. Like, what are you doing Mm. throughout that day? Like, what are you wearing? Where are you going to work? What's your 
atmosphere look like? What's the room look like? Who are the people that you were around? Like, what are the things that make you feel your best? Mm. And especially going through the next few weeks or so after we're working together, recognize when you're in those moments where you do feel really good and then recognize those moments where you don't and write those things down. Yeah. So we can really figure out what are the things that help improve your confidence and what are the things that don't because we want more of those confidence boosters in your life and less of the things that don't. Yeah. It's so important to draw awareness to those moments where you feel really good about yourself versus Mm -hmm. the times you don't and then dig deeper and figure out why. And I know one thing that's really helped me, one tool with that is thinking about my values and brainstorming a list of values. In fact, I had a client do this the other day. She's been working with me for a while. Brainstorming some of her values and figuring out, okay, if you are living in alignment with these values, and one of hers that she mentioned was she really valued being a good wife. Okay, so she felt the best about herself when she was doing things that was alignment was aligned with that value of being a good wife. And so I'm like, all right, let's talk about your values in terms of nutrition and health and action. And one of them was feeling good, right? And so I'm like, okay, so you really want to feel good about yourself. So if you're just laying around on the couch all morning playing on your phone, it feels good in the moment because you're just yeah. feeding your brain dopamine, but you don't really feel good about yourself. And that's because that action isn't in line with that value of feeling good. Mm-hmm. So that's a really great way to begin to navigate between, okay, where do I feel really good in my life? Where are the systems that I've got in place really working out for me? What am I doing? Why am I feeling so great? Is it aligned with my big values? And then the opposite is true. If you're feeling crappy, if you're feeling bad, if you're having negative self-talk, if you're beating yourself up, it's probably because you're you know not in alignment with your values. And if you don't know your values, you should probably figure that out. I can use a personal example here. So mm-hmm. I talk about my schedule a lot, but Mondays and Tuesdays are my late days in the office, so I can have appointments as late as 7.30. So I usually get home kind of late on those days, so they're long days, and then Wednesday is my early day. So I have like a very short transition from Tuesday night into Wednesday. So once Wednesday about 2.30, 3 o'clock hits, I'm usually done with clients, done with emails, done with all of those things. And what I want to do is go home put the Netflix on and just lay on the couch. And that's what would make me feel good in that moment. Mm. But what I have realized is I'm in such a bad mood by the time my husband gets home at 6.30, 7 o'clock. If I haven't worked out, if I haven't done it, haven't gone outside, if I didn't take Norman to the park and I just kind of sat there, which is what my brain is telling me that I want to do, I really feel bad about yeah. I'm like, you didn't do anything. You, you had four and a half hours <laughs> yeah. and you literally accomplished nothing in those four and a half hours. Um, you're watching A Thousand Pound Sisters. <laughs> okay, that's another story. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> um, so what I've recognized is I need to push myself when I get home to go do a workout. And it does not have to be some crazy hour-long thing it can literally be get on the peloton for 15 minutes and that just changes my whole brain Mm. chemistry and i'm i don't have to like go accomplish a bunch of things but maybe it's just get on the peloton take norman on a walk and cook dinner that night because going Mm. into thursday friday it helps keep me propelled for Mm -hmm. the week whereas if i just sit around then i wake up thursday and i'm like sluggish and blah just feeling blah Um, So that's a system for me that I know on Wednesday, I either need to do something active or do something to get myself outside of my comfort zone to make me feel good, keep my energy levels up and keep my mood boosted. 
Yeah, I was going to ask if you, that's the goal is to do something after Wednesday or do something on Wednesdays and your system is you just immediately keep going. Like you don't stop. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. You know, think about that. I have a good example in my life too that I can, you know, I go back and forth and struggle with is one of my biggest values is being a healthy individual. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's my lifestyle. But then I also really enjoy having fun. And having fun means being social, having drinks, going out, doing things, missing out on sleep. And it's always fun in the moment when I do it. But the next morning I wake up and I'm like, I'm so tired. I don't feel my best. I don't feel healthy. It feels like a little bit shameful. And the reason why it feels shameful is because it's in opposition to my biggest values and who I want to be. And so when I kind of came to terms with that, I was like, all right, well, now I can create systems for myself and change my mindset about these situations and really decide, okay, how can I still have fun and live true to that value, but also not let it conflict with my other ones? And making decisions and planning ahead before I go into those situations about how I want them to go. And I think that's where that tool of visualization that you were describing is such a handy navigation system. Because if I can close my eyes while I'm getting ready or on the drive there thinking, okay, here's how tonight's going to go. I'm just going to call it quits at 11 o'clock so I can get home, get to bed, get my workout in tomorrow morning, not feel bad about myself, have a day, whatever that might be. And when you visualize it, that tricks your brain into thinking it's real and Mm -hmm. you can rehearse it and it just puts you in such a better place. And so that's an example of of my system to reach my goal of being that healthy person, being someone that lives true to her values. And really defining what healthy means to Mm -hmm. you because it means something different for every individual. And so for some people, being healthy may mean never having an alcoholic beverage For others, it may mean not drinking during the week. Mm -hmm. For others, it may mean only having six drinks Mm -hmm. a week. So it's really defining where you are now, where you want to be, and what that definition of health really is. Because for you, you really thrive off of being around other people. So if you said, hey, guess what? I'm never going to go to a bar bar again because that's what's healthy. But for you, part of your mental health is being able to be in those situations Mm -hmm. and be around other people. So it's asking yourself, like, mentally, what am I getting out of this versus physically? I may be a little more tired or I may have an extra five pounds on my body because I go out and have some fries and a couple drinks with friends every once in a while. But it's really evaluating the whole picture and Mm -hmm. the whole visualization, not just a, now I'm a healthy individual to everybody else. This looks like only kale salads and no alcohol. Yep. Yep. It's getting crystal clear on what it means to you and what those values really mean and look like. So we're coming up on the end of the episode here. Just kind of recap. The big takeaways is, yeah, set your big goals and set your micro goals, but then take it a step further and evaluate your system. And then look at that system and see if it's really true to who you are, your values, and what's most important to you. Anything else you wanted to remind and recap? I just wanted to give a shout out to, I think the first time you and I talked about this concept, we both had gotten it from the same person. And it was the guy the guy who wrote the comic book, Dilbert? Is yeah. that right? <laughs> His name is, I mean, I have it here. It's a uh, Steve, a- Scott Adams. Yeah, so just to give, like, a little shout-out to him, the first time I had ever read about this whole thing was kind of, like, from his quotes or the way that he writes and things like that, and then that really got me down the path of thinking about how you can relate this to nutrition and Mm -hmm. clients, and you and I kind of came to this at different times, but we didn't, like, 
plan and we were just like, oh yeah, I do that too. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we have our different methods, but yeah. it's the same, it, it comes down to the same concept. Yeah. So just shout out to him. <laughs> shout out to you, Scott. Okay, we're going to wrap up the rest of our episodes with a new segment that we are testing out and it's called Healthy or Not. <laughs> healthy or Not. So we get a lot of questions from people they, or they ask us something like, is Chick-fil-A healthy? And that's a kind of a complex answer, right? Because mm-hmm. yes and no. So I think that's a good one to start with t- t- today. Okay. Chick-fil-A. Okay. Megan, is Chick-fil-A healthy or not? So it absolutely can be. Number one, Chick-fil-A is still fast food. Don't come to me and try to tell me that Chick-fil-A <laughs> is not fast but food. But they put flowers on the tables. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if they use peanut oil or whatever it is that they use. I can't tell you how many clients. I saw a dietitian say that once. How many clients have come to me, especially when I lived in Texas, and they'd be like, I don't eat fast food. And then they would tell me they eat Chick-fil-A. And I'm like, what about when you go to Chick-fil-A? And they're like, that's not fast food. Pretty fast. What do you mean? It's the same thing. They just have chicken instead of beef. They're great marketers. Okay. Yes, it's fast food. But you can get some pretty healthy options there. I think comparatively to maybe any other fast food place, I think I would be more confident in you going to Chick-fil-A. Chicken Cool Wrap is my number one recommendation. Don't get the avocado ranch or any of those other creamy dressings. Get the buffalo sauce as a side. It's only 25 calories compared to like 300 for the whole pack. Chick-fil-A sauce. Um, Knife to my heart. (laughs) They also have a kale salad that's actually pretty good. really good. And then their fruit cup kind of blows me away. Usually fruit cups are those nasty like old cantaloupe and honeydew that's hard and out of season. Their fruit cups are really good. They have sliced apples and blueberries, mandarin oranges in them. So you can be really confident going there when you're in a pinch and getting a healthy option. Um, you have anything to add to that? Uh, if you if none of those are your <laughs> jam, you can do the grilled nuggets on the kale salad. Mm-hmm. Much better option than yep. doing the the crispy nuggets. Yep. The grilled nuggets actually taste pretty good. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, don't dunk them in the Chick Fil A sauce. <laughs> that was me in college. We had a, a student union. It was like, all right, I'm gonna be healthy and get the grilled nuggets, but then like four Chick Fil A sauces, and I think each one of those is yeah. like a shit ton of sugar and like 110 calories or something. So yep. it adds up. Yep, and I also love their half and half lemonade and tea so you get the unsweetened tea with half of the diet lemonade it's not good for you it's artificial sweeteners all the way but it's also delicious if you're dying is it an arnold palmer oh yeah (laughs) i can never say arnold arnold palmer that's just a lot of two similar (laughs) syllables all right so there you go and then you you have a blog about that the chick-fil-a blog yeah on on our website orlandodietitian.com if you search chick-fil-a uh, we have a blog post about the best options at Chick-fil-A, since that's a pretty popular one. Yep. So if you have any suggestions on what you want us to discuss on Healthy or Not on our next episode, shoot us a direct message. Instagram is the best place to reach us. We are at nutrition.awareness. All you have to say is, hey, on Healthy or Not, can you discuss whatever it is that you're concerned about (laughs) and if you guys found a lot of value from this episode if you learned something if you're feeling motivated and inspired to set some not only massive big goals for this year but really smart systems please share this episode either on your social media share it with a friend until next time 
we will talk to you then. <laughs> I hope your 2021 is off to a great start. Bye, guys. <laughs>